0: somebody open your mouth and pray the lord
1: Woo. how many of you understand that we're often accused of emotionalism that all of the dancing and running and shouting is just a bunch of hype and emotionalism Karen, to unto you this morning uh, that my praise uh, does not begin in my emotions. Uh, one writer said, I will bless the Lord at all times. My praise starts in my will. That's why he said, bless the Lord oh my soul and all that's within me. Bless his Somebody to take about 30 more seconds. uh, Lift your hands, uh, lift your voice, uh, and give him uh, a shout
0: of praise in this place.
1: Whoa. Tell your neighbor neighbor. uh, Tell him I got a reason. uh, praise. I shouldn't even be here this morning. Uh, I should have lost my mind. Uh, I should be six feet under. Uh, I should be behind bars. Uh, My family should be divorced. Uh, But baby, I'm standing uh, in the house of the Lord. uh, And I've uh, got a reason uh, to give Him praise. Woo! My, 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 it feels good in the house of the Lord this morning. Anybody grateful for the presence of God in this house? Amen. High five about six people on the way to your seat. Tell them how excited you are to see them in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. I want to take a brief opportunity this morning to give a great you can be seated for just a few moments i want to take a moment to give a great big welcome to all of our guests that are here in the house of the we have guests all over the building this morning rock church would you help me with your hands and your voice and make a holy ghost crazy noise come on we can do way better than that help me welcome all of our guests into the house of the lord this morning It is such an honor to have you here in the house of the Lord. If this is your very first time here at the Rock Church of Fort Myers, we want you to know that you are only a guest for five minutes. After five minutes, you're just at home here at the Rock Church as far as we're concerned. Amen. Would you turn around and high-five somebody and tell them, welcome home this morning? Come on, reach behind you, in front of you, on your left, on your right. Tell them, welcome home this morning. Amen. So excited to have you in the house of the Lord. It is so good this morning I was sitting or standing in the altar giving God the praise and I felt some big old hands grab my shoulder and I was so excited to turn around and see brother Akeem Williams, sister Gertrude, the entire family are are home this morning. Would you help me give them a great big, we love you and miss you, hand clap this morning. I love these precious, precious people so very, very much and uh, so excited they're home this morning and so good to see brother and sister Whitmire back in the house of the Lord this morning amen and brother dale whitmire so good to have him back in the house of the lord this morning amen amen and uh to all of the rest of you that are here if i if your name is is slipping my mind uh charge it to my head and not my heart amen i'm over 40 now my clutch slips every once in a while amen but i ask for your grace and forgiveness we're so excited you're here house of the Lord anybody excited about next Sunday come on does anybody know what next Sunday is it is the celebration of our 10th pastoral anniversary and the church's 25th anniversary it is going to be a Holy Ghost party and you know what they say ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party Because the Holy Ghost party just won't stop. Amen. And it's going to be an incredible time. You want to do everything you can to be here. Bring everybody and anybody you know that's ever been connected to this house, been to this house. You're not going to want to miss what God's going to be doing. Special guest speaker Bishop Paul Elder will be in the house with us next Sunday. And uh, following our 11 o'clock service will be an incredible uh, formal gala uh, in Babcock Ranch. And uh, you don't want to miss that. It's going to be a spectacular time of food and fellowship together. And uh, it's just going to be an amazing time in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm excited about that. Did anybody come hungry for the word of the Lord in this place today? What about the rest of us? Did anybody come hungry for the word of the Lord in this place today? Stand with me, if you would, all across this house as we hasten to the word of the Lord this morning. I'm going to be uh, reading from the book of John chapter number eight. Amen. the book of John chapter number eight is where you will find my assignment this morning.
0: Amen. I want
1: to begin reading at verse number one. It says, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger he wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Other transliterations say as if he was preoccupied in thought. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground and for a few moments this morning i simply want to preach to you about a god with dirty hands a god with dirty hands would you put your bibles down and one more time clap your hands unto the lord all over this sanctuary Come on, one more time. Can we give him a great big praise in this house today? Woo, hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Perhaps one of the most intriguing portions of God's word is the story of Creation. It is the recorded beginning of time as it were for mankind and for the universe. Now it is imperative this morning that we have the proper perspective and understanding that this was not the beginning of God because God is the beginning. Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 8, he declares uh, that I am Alpha and Omega. Beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come. He declares using the first and the last letters of the Hebrew alphabet, Alpha and Omega, to declare unto his people that I am the Word and I'm the first word and I'm the last word. I'm the first sound that was ever heard, uh, and I will be the last sound uh, that is ever heard. I am uh, the beginning, uh, and I am uh, the ending. I wish somebody in the building would give God a praise, uh, because he's not just the Alpha, uh, but he is the Omega. He's not just the beginning of my story, uh, but baby, he's the ending uh, of my story. uh. Oh, I wish somebody would shout in the building uh, because he's not through uh, with me yet. Uh, I came to remind somebody that he uh, which hath begun a good work in you, uh, the Alpha, uh, shall perform it uh, until the day of Jesus Christ. Uh, He is the Alpha. uh, And the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher of my faith. He said, I am the beginning, I am the Genesis. Of everything, John chapter 1 and verse 1 says uh, that in the beginning uh, was the Word and the Word was with God uh, and the Word was God. There's revelation just in the very first verse. Uh, he did not just speak the Word. Uh, he was the Word. Uh, it is ironic that he uses the term Alpha, uh, Omega uh, to describe the fact uh, that he's not just the first and the last. Last word uh, but he is the word uh, the same was in the beginning somebody shout the beginning with God. All things uh, were made by him uh, and without him uh, was not anything made uh, that was made. Uh, And if you keep going down to verse 14 uh, it says, and the word uh, became uh, flesh uh, and dwelt uh, among us. I thought I was in a one God church. Uh, In the beginning was the word uh, and the word was with God uh, and the word was God verse 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory I came to preach to somebody that God didn't send somebody else to redeem man he robed himself in flesh and he came himself he did not love you and I so much that he sent somebody somebody else uh, to pay the price, uh, but he loved us enough uh, that he said, I'm going to robe myself uh, in flesh. He was before time began, and he is God all by himself. Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 8. He declares, is there a God uh, beside me? Uh, Yea, there is no God. Uh, I know not any. Uh, When I look to my left, uh, there's no other God. Uh, When I look to my right, uh, there's no other God. Uh, When I look in front of me, uh, there's no other God. Uh, When I look behind me, uh, there's no other God. Uh, When I look, I wish I had a shouting church. When I look below me, there's no other God. When I look above me, there's no other God. And if you try to put another God next to me, I'll do him like I did Dagon. And I'll knock him into the floor. I, even I am the Lord. And beside me, there is no other God. There is no Trinity. As a matter of fact the word trinity does not even exist in the is this all right this morning it does not even exist in the word of the lord and nowhere in the scripture is there even an expressed idea anywhere of an idea that god is three separate people but over and over again he says i am one beside me there is there is one lord one faith One God, Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. I'm grateful this morning for the revelation that there is only one God. And his name is Jesus. And he was here before time began. And he'll be here when time is over with. And time is in his hands. he is an omnipotent God there are many attributes of God that would be considered communicable attributes, things about God that that we also can share in those attributes things like his love, his love is a communicable attribute, it's something that we can reflect and we can model and and his grace is is something that is a communicable attribute but there are some things about God uh, that are non communicable attributes uh, that God and God alone possesses uh, one of them for example is his omniscience uh, he is all knowing uh, all knowledge uh, begins in him all wisdom comes uh, from him he is an all uh, wise God uh, uh, there is nobody in the room that could lift their hands uh, to his equal uh, and say that somewhere we could ever declare uh, uh, an omniscient uh, capability. It, it is a non communicable attribute of God. Uh, and the one that I want you to think about this morning uh, is his omnipresence. Uh, he is an omnipresent God. What does that mean? Uh, it means that he is everywhere at once equally. Uh. The scripture says that he fulfills or fills. Uh, all in all everything exists inside of him he is everywhere at once at the same time equally the same God that we feel here in the building right now is over in China in Beijing and somewhere somebody feels his presence and the same God that's in Beijing China is in Germany over on the continent over in Europe and somebody there feels his presence and while he is there he is a God in the constellations and the galaxies of the entire planetarium and universe he is omnipresent. Oh present you don't have to spread him out to get more of him the more you try to spread him out the bigger he is the more you try to figure the bigger he is the wider he is does anybody know what I'm talking about uh, we serve an uh, present uh, that's why you can't get jealous uh, over somebody that's being blessed uh, because while God's blessing them uh, he can be in your house working uh, at the same time uh, blessing you uh, I wish I had a witness up in the building uh, and while he's working in your midnight hour uh, he's in my tomorrow morning uh, his omnipresence is more than just geographic. We often think of his omnipresence in, in geographical context. But can I tell you that he is omnipresent chronologically. As a matter of fact, chronos exists inside of kairos. Uh, what are you talking about, preacher? Chronos is, is, is a word in scripture used for time. It is the word we are most familiar with. It is measurement of the passing of time by seconds and minutes and hours and days and weeks and months and it is chronos as a matter of fact some of you if you stretched your hand out strapped to your wrist this morning is a chronos meter a meter is a measuring device of time a chronometer otherwise known as a watch you are measuring the Passing of time, but 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 God's kingdom does not operate based on Kronos, it operates based on Kairos. Kairos is the unfolding of the will and the plan of God in his time and season. It is not subject to the law of Kronos, but it is Kairos, and so Kronos is superimposed over Kronos, and we are trying to figure out the time of God. This is why the apostles asked Jesus, Will thou at this time restore again the kingdom unto Israel? And he said, It is not for you to know the times nor the seasons which the Father hath put in his own. What is he talking about? He's talking about them trying to figure out the synchronicity of Kronos with Kairos. But God's kingdom is not a kingdom of Kronos. Kronos is inside of Kairos. He is bigger than Kronos. He is before time began. He was here before the clock started ticking. He was here before there was a calendar. He was here before they could ever measure. And he'll be here when time is no longer. Do you understand what I'm telling you? He is an omnipresent God, which means while he's here now, he's already in your tomorrow while you feel him moving in this place uh, he's already in your next week uh, he's already in 2024 uh, and can i preach to you uh, that while he's here uh, he's also standing uh, in your past uh, i need somebody to to get that this morning he 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 is he is omni Present chirologically and Kairos logically he, he, he is at all places at the same time while he's here right now he is also standing as a burning bush talking to Moses. While he's here talking to you, uh, he is standing on a mountaintop declaring the commandments of God uh, unto Moses. While uh, he is here speaking to us, uh, he, he is, uh, does anybody get what I'm talking about? Uh, he, he is omnipresent uh, chronologically. And so when you begin to study the first five days, Chronicled of the earth's creation. In the first day, light is separated from the darkness. And in the second day, he separates the vast waters that comprise the earth, leaving a blanket of air between the water above and the water that is on the earth. And then on the third day, are you with me this morning? He confines the majority of the water. Water on the earth uh, into oceans uh, which caused dry land to appear uh, and green plants came forth uh, on the dry land uh, and then on day four uh, he creates the sun the moon uh, and the stars of our solar system uh, this is one of the reasons why I believe uh, that 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 the, the creative days were literal 24 hour cycle creative days because the Bible says that he calls uh, the morning and the evening uh, the first day and the second day he is measuring uh, the days based on a solar pattern uh, of the solar system that he creates Uh, uh, this is also uh, a puzzling piece of scripture uh, uh, because uh, when you begin to see the word of the Lord on day four uh, he creates the sun uh, and this messes up the theory of scientists uh, who think that they know everything uh, because there was light before there was ever a sun. He created light on the first day and it wasn't until the fourth day that the sun was created. And so they will tell you that the sun is the only source of light and it it is the only way and I, I understand scientific information but baby you better understand there's a light greater than the solar system and the sun. There is a light shining in the dark. I wish I had a witness in the building and day number five He creates the birds and and he creates the fish. And and then on day number six, the the other creeping things and the mammals and and all of the rest of the things uh, that were created on day number six. uh, And it's important to take note uh, that in between these days of creation, uh, that God stops uh, and and he he pauses. uh, He works a little bit uh, and then he stops and reflects. says uh, it is good and then he picks up and does more on the na- He is a God uh, of process. Uh, you understand that he could have uh, thought the thought uh, and everything could have been created and finished uh, in an instant uh, but he's a God of process. Uh, he unfolds things according to his will and his time uh, and if you're going to successfully live for God uh, you've got to learn how to celebrate along the way. Uh, you have to learn how to track God's progress in your life Uh, and you got to learn how to celebrate brother JJ uh, and say I may not have uh, all of my birds in the air uh, and my fish in the sea uh, but my light is separated from my darkness uh, and I got the water separated in my life in other words uh, you got to celebrate and tell people uh, I may not be where I want to be but thank God uh, I'm not where I used to be uh." And baby, don't leave yet because you haven't seen the end of my story. Tell your neighbor he's still working on me. Uh, Some of y'all are some of y'all are going to go to hell on a scholarship for lying. You think uh, you're living in the seventh day. I'm a, I'm a finished product. I, I'm Look at me shine. Baby, you better be humble uh, and tell somebody he's not through. Uh, there's some things Brother JJ, he's still working on me. Uh, I got some stuff he's still trying to fix. Uh, I got some chaos he's still st- trying to straighten out. I got some things that he still needs to help me uh, put into order, but that's not going to stop me uh, from giving God the praise from where I'm at right now I'm not waiting on perfection to celebrate I'm not waiting on everything to be exactly like I want it to be I'm gonna give God the praise every step of the come on some of y'all ought to shout just because you're not hooked on drugs anymore I may have other issues. I may have other stuff I'm But baby, I'm not putting powder in my nose. And I'm not smoking joints. And I'm not running down to the drug house. You got to learn how to give God the praise every step of the way. Come on, there's some married couples uh, that ought to just give God a praise uh, that you're still standing together. Uh, We got issues. uh, We got things to work on. uh, We got some problems. uh, But baby, we're standing together uh, by the grace of God. Tell somebody I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. Don't leave yet because the best is yet to come. You haven't seen the best of me yet. I wish I had it. You haven't seen the best version of me yet. And if you think this is special, just hold on a little bit longer. He's doing a great work in me. I said he's doing a great work. And so, the most significant of all his creation happens on the sixth day. Are you with me this morning? God creates mankind. But there is something significantly different about this creation. Now, you understand this morning that the human body is considered by all who study it to be the most complex and magnificent subject in all of the universe. If you begin to dig in and dive into a study of, of biology and, and the human body, it will blow your mind the complexity and in intricacies of of the creation of mankind uh, uh, can i just preach for a little bit this morning uh, If you begin to study, you will find uh, that they have the body broken into regional groups. Uh, You you have the head and the neck, uh, which includes everything above the thoracic inlet. And then the upper limb, which includes the hand and the wrist uh, and the forearm and the elbow and the arm and the shoulder. And then you have the thorax, uh, the region of the chest from the thoracic inlet uh, to the thoracic diaphragm and the human abdomen to the pelvic brim or the pelvic inlet. And then you have the back, which includes the spine and its components and the vertebrae and the sacrum and the cossacks and the invertebral discs and then you have the pelvis and perineum and This consists of everything from the pelvic inlet uh, to the pelvic diaphragm. And then you have the lower limb, which is everything below the inguinal ligament, including the hip uh, and the thigh and the knee and the leg and the ankle and the foot. And then you can study the separation and categories of the different internal organs by region. And, and so when you look at the head and the neck, uh, you have the brain. Uh, at least uh, most of us have the brain. And you have the amygdala and the basal ganglia and the brainstem and the medulla and the midbrain and the pons and the cerebellum and the cerebral cortex and the hypothalamus and the limbic system and the eyes and the pituitary system and the thyroid and parathyroids, and then inside of the thorax you have the heart and the lung and the esophagus. And the thymus, and then in the abdomen and pelvis, you have the adrenals, and the appendix, and the bladder, and the gallbladder, the large intestine, the small intestine, the kidneys, the liver, the pancreas, the spleen, and the stomach. And then, uh, then you have all of your major organ systems that work together. You have the circulatory system, uh, pumping and channeling blood to and from the body, and the lungs with the heart. And and the blood and the blood vessels and and you have the digestive system that uh, digests and processes food uh, with salivary glands and the esophagus and the stomach and the liver and the gallbladder and the pancreas and the intestines. And then you have the endocannabinoid system uh, uh, which is primarily responsible for the neuromodulatory lipids and receptors that are involved in a variety of physiological processes uh, including appetite and pain sensation and mood uh, and motor learning and synaptic plasticity and memory and then you have uh, the endocrine system uh, which is responsible for communication within the body uh, using hormones made by endocrine glands uh, such as the hypothalamus or the pituitary or pituitary gland and the pineal body or the pineal gland the thyroid the parathyroids and the adrenals or the adrenal glands and then you have the into uh, into system which is the skin and the hair and the nails and the immune system the system that fights off disease that's composed of the the leukocytes and the tonsils and the adenoids and the thymus and the spleen and you have the lymphatic system and the structures that are involved in the transfer of lymph between tissues and the bloodstream and the lymph and the lymph nodes and the vessels that transport it and then you have the musculoskeletal system. And this, these are the muscles that provide movement and a skeleton that provides structural support and protection with bones and cartilage and ligaments and tendons. And then you have the nervous system that collects and transfers and processes information with the brain and the spinal cord and the peripheral nerves and the nerves. And then you have the respiratory system and the organs that are used for breathing the, the pharynx and the larynx and the trachea and the the bronchi and the lungs and the diaphragm and then you have the vestibular system that contributes uh, to our balance and our sense uh, of spatial orientation. Uh, It is the most mystifying uh, subject of study uh, in the entire uh, universe. Uh, This is why we call doctors uh, practitioners uh, and not professionals uh, because they uh, there is no way for them to know everything uh, that there is to know about this wonder uh, called the human body uh, and yet uh, when you read uh, about how God made uh, man it paints an entirely different picture all of the detail and complexity uh, Genesis 2 and 6 says, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul in the detailed complex magnificence of the human body all God did was he gathered some dirt together in order to make uh, mankind uh, he just got some water uh, and some dirt uh, because when you're talking about God, uh, when God says something is to be uh, he doesn't have to address all of the details Uh, everything has to just line up uh, to what he said it has to This is why uh, when Lazarus was dead and gone for three days uh, and he stepped to the grave uh, he did not have to speak to the lungs uh, and say lungs, uh, breathe again. He did have to speak to the heart uh, and say, uh, circulatory system, uh, start circulating again. Uh, he did not have to speak uh, to the brain uh, and say, start functioning again. Uh, all Jesus said uh, was Lazarus. Lazarus uh, come forth and when those words came from the mouth of the creator everything up under that word start working again. Uh, The heart had to start beating. Uh, The lungs had to start breathing. Uh, The nervous system had to start working. Uh, I came to preach to somebody. Uh, It doesn't matter how complex uh, your challenge is. Uh, All you need uh, is a word from God. Uh, When God speaks the word everything up under his command has to line up with what he said I came to preach to somebody. Quit getting stressed out about all of the details in your life. Just start seeking a word from God. Because when God speaks it, everything has to line up to what God said. Takes the water and the dirt and the Bible says that he formed man that word formed is the original Hebrew word yetzar, which literally means to take your hands and shape something like a potter with a piece of clay this is why he tells Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house and there you will see a work on a wheel. Yeah, God wanted us to know my hands are on the situation. My hands are on it. My thing, I created man by getting my hands dirty. I created man there, there's an anthropomorphic expression uh, uh, he he formed man of the dust uh, of the earth the dust of the earth is just the original word aphar which means dirt god put his hands uh, in the dirt uh, in order to make man and i see the anthropomorphic expression uh, of a potter and the clay And when he gets done making the pottery and he gets done shaping the vessel, he is standing there with dirty hands. He is standing there with the residue of the creation on his hands. This was a special creation. Remember, he spoke everything else into existence everything else he spoke a word and brought it forth but not mankind he put his fingerprints on mankind that's why humanity is different than the rest of the animal kingdom as a matter of fact the bible says that in the image of god created he both male and female. Oh, they weren't just spoken to existence. Can I say it like this? They were handmade. And if you know anything about value, anything that is handmade is more valuable than something mass produced. There was something valuable about this creation. I put my own hands on it. And I I made it in my image that's why human life is worth more than animal life I'm about to make some Peter representatives angry in the building I said that's why human life is more valuable than animal life I'm sorry but an unborn human baby is more valuable than an unborn bald eagle They'll give you a half a million dollar fine and 10 years in prison if you kill the unborn eagle. But they'll write you a check and help you pay to destroy the unborn human being. Can I preach to somebody uh, that the devil is only threatened uh, by one species of being on the earth uh, and it's the handmade, uh, image-created uh, species of humanity? This was a special creation. and God desired to commune with his creation and so the bible says that he made man a living soul Woo. and he walks with mankind in the garden and he talks with mankind and there is a relationship of a father and his children that are in the garden there is value to these babies that he created with his own hands. But there came a day that mankind fell. Are you with me this morning? And when mankind fell in the garden, because of his sin, he became separated from his creator. And we find the Creator walking in the garden. And there's a sound of panic in His voice as He begins to cry out, Adam, wherefore art thou, Adam? Where are you? It wasn't because He didn't know where He was geographically. But he was asking uh, a rhetorical question uh, to try and shake Adam's consciousness uh, to the realization uh, that he had stepped outside uh, of the relationship with his creator. Uh, Adam, uh, where art thou, Adam? There was a tearing and a rending that was happening between God and his precious creation. There was a brokenness on the heart of God over the separation of his beautiful creation that he loved and he walked with and he communed with. And as he begins to dictate to them the details of judgment. Twice in his description of judgment he begins to use and refer back to the terminology in remembrance of the substance that he used to create mankind. In Genesis 3 and 19 he says in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the the ground for out of it was thou taken for dust thou art and to dust shalt thou return his hands that had shaped them out of the dust he said your sin is going to take you back to the very dirt that I created you from and then in verse 23 he said therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden listen to till the ground from whence he was taken the defining picture as they are separated from their creator as you came from dust and to dust you shall return they are driven out of the garden and judgment separates them from their maker and he remembers as the psalmist recorded that they are just dust listen to the psalmist in psalms chapter 8 verse 3 through 4 he said when i consider the heavens listen and the work of thy fingers remember these are anthropomorphic terms God is a spirit he doesn't have a body but the writer is using anthropomorphic expressions so that we have a picture in our mind of a God he said when I consider the work of your fingers The moon and the stars which thou hast ordained he's going back to creation everything you created listen verse 4 he says what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him why are you so interested All of the things you created uh, that are still in place. uh, Everything that you put and spoke uh, into existence uh, that still exists in perfection. uh, The one thing you created with choice uh, that failed you, uh, that did you wrong, uh, that disobeyed you. uh, The one thing you created uh, with your hands. uh, Why are you even mindful of him? I don't know. About you but I've prayed those prayers before uh, and said God uh, I've got so many flaws uh, I've got so many mistakes uh, I've got so many issues uh, God why would you even care about me uh, why would you even be concerned uh, about me uh, why would you even take the time uh, to talk to me uh, or to address me but from before the time His creation was separated from him in the garden. He had a plan to bring his creation back into fellowship with him. Before his creation ever fell and separation came between them, he had a plan to reconcile his creation. I came to preach to somebody that God's not surprised by your mistakes. God's not surprised by your failures and your shortcomings. He's the one that made you. He's the one that created you. He knows every detail of your body. He knows every thought that crosses your mind he knoweth your frame and that you are just dust and can I preach to you this morning that before you ever made your first mistake in life God already had a plan to bring you back into fellowship with him I wish I had a church in the building before you ever messed up before you ever fell into sin and trouble and disaster God had a plan uh, to bring you uh, out of darkness uh, into his marvelous light. Before you ever told your first lie, before you ever cheated on something, before you ever let bitterness and hate get in your heart, God had a plan. The Bible says this in 2nd. Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19 to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation God said I've got a plan and it involves me Putting on the same dirt that I made them out of. I'm gonna robe myself in the same substance that I created you out of. And I'm gonna come down to where you are. And I am personally going to reconcile you back unto. I wish I had a church in the building. Personally going to come and do whatever it takes to bring you back into fellowship with me. So he became dust, he became dirt, and he died, and he was buried, and he rose again. Now that was my introduction. And now I'm ready to preach my sermon. Are you with me this morning? He's omnipresent. He's omnipresent chronologically, chirologically. He creates man with his hands, forms him from the dust of the earth. Sin separates his creation from him, but God said, I am going to reconcile my creation back to me. And this brings us to our text. Jesus returns to the Mount of Olives. A crowd gathers, and as he was speaking, they bring to him a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery, and they put her in front the crowd I'm preaching this morning to guilty people I know you can't say amen right now so you can just stay quiet and look straight at me but I'm preaching to guilty people this morning uh, caught in the act (laughs) see it's one thing to be accused of something but it's another thing when you know you did it See, I can't buy 10 amens in the building you have to be quiet right now because you can't tell on yourself you can't shout amen right now because you'll point at yourself but I'm preaching to some people who know it's more than accusations, I got problems, I got issues I got some things that I know, I wish I had a witness in the building some of you the only reason you look cute isn't because you're not guilty, it's only because God didn't show you out to everybody else. Uh, It's not that you're not guilty. uh, It's just God kept your business private. uh, But you you ought to have enough humility uh, to give God a praise uh, that despite your trouble, uh, despite your struggle, uh, despite your shortcomings, uh,
0: there is a God uh, that loves you.
1: And so, she's standing in front of the crowd, and they said, Jesus, this woman was caught in the very act. She's guilty. The law says, listen law says that we should stone her and kill her. Jesus who is God manifest in the flesh. The omnipresent God is standing with a woman in front of him who is guilty and who is caught in the very act. But can I tell you that while he is standing there with this woman in front of him at the same time he is standing in a garden watching his creation that just sinned against him as they leave the garden because of sin at the same time, you're, you're missing it at the same time he's got one foot standing in front of a woman who's guilty but his other foot is standing years ago in a garden uh, with his creation Uh, and and while he's standing there uh, he's also standing in the same day uh, that his hands are full of dirt uh, as he created uh, that creation uh, from the dust of the earth uh, But back here in Genesis, uh, his creation uh, was being driven away. But over here in the book of John, uh, they're being reconciled uh, back to him. uh, Guilty in both places. uh, Guilty in both situations. Uh, But here it's judgment. uh, And here uh, it's reconciliation. What do you say? looks back at his creation that he made by hand being driven away and here's the woman caught in the act and what does the Bible say he does he stoops down and puts his hand in the dirt (laughs) why because he's a God with dirty hands He's a God that's not afraid to put his hands in the dirt. And while she's standing there, messed up, broken, and guilty, I've heard preachers preach that he was writing love letters in the sand. He was pinning the words to amazing grace. I came to teach to you that the significance isn't what he wrote, but the significance is that he was putting his hand back into the dirt. And what he was saying is, if I made you once, I can make you again. That's why First Corinthians says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a, a new creation. All things are passed away. I wish I had a shouter. And behold, all things are made new. Before they could even finish the accusations he was already remaking her. Before they could ever finish all the details of her transgressions his hand was already in the dirt. I came this time uh, with a ministry uh, of reconciliation. Uh, I'm a God with dirty hands. uh, And I came to preach to somebody in the building. Uh, God wanted her to know uh, they want to kill you, uh, but I want to shape you. Uh, They want to lay hands on you, uh, but I want to lay my hand on you. They want to end your life. But I want to give you new life.
0: He wanted her to understand. He wanted her
1: to understand. They're despising you because of the dirt in your life. Filthy. You're no good. You're tainted. You got issues. But I want you to know that I'm a God with dirty hands. And I put my hands on dirty things, put my hand in dirty places. I'm not afraid of your adultery. I'm not, can I preach this morning? I'm not afraid of your fornication. I'm not afraid of the lying you've been doing. I'm not afraid of your cheating and your stealing. Come on, if it's up to the world, you're gonna die because of your sin. But I'm a God with dirty hands. And I want you to know that I'm not afraid to touch you. I'm not afraid to put my hand on you. I'm not afraid to reach for you. Oh, I feel like preaching to somebody this morning. Uh, The crowd told you uh, your life is over with. Uh, The crowd told you uh, you're going to die today. Uh, You're no good. Uh, You're finished. Uh, You have no more potential. Uh, But there's a God, Sister Leah, who said, I'm not afraid. to put my hands uh, in the dirt. Uh, I'm not afraid. Uh, Why? Uh, Because the same God uh, that created you the first time uh, is the same God uh, that'll make you again. Uh, He's the same God uh, that'll shape you. Uh, What did he do? Uh, He looked at her uh, and said, where are your accusers? Where are they at now? She said, they're not here. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody this morning as we stand all over this house. I'm preaching about the God with dirty hands. I'm preaching about a God who's not afraid of your problems. A God who's not afraid of your issues. I know you're ashamed. You wouldn't want the people in this house to know everything you've done. You wouldn't want the people... As a matter of fact, in your mind, you tell yourself if they only knew who I really was, they would reject me. If they knew who I really was, they wouldn't want me to come to this church. If they really knew who I was, God might tell me I have to leave But I came to preach to you this morning about a God with dirty hands who knew every mistake you would ever make before you made it. He's the one that shaped you. He's the one that created you. And he is not interested in discarding you. He's not interested in throwing you away. He's not interested in your life being over. But today he's got one hand in the ground remembering that you're just dust. Remembering your frame. This is how they were created. And if I made you once, I can make you twice come on and get back on the potter's wheel come on and get back on the potter's wheel let me lay my hand on you and I'll make you again another vessel that seemeth good to the master I'm preaching to broken people in this house that say bishop I'm scarred and I'm damaged and I got issues you you don't know what happened to me i'm i'm all messed up you're exactly the person that god wants on the potter's wheel today come on you're the exact candidate that god wants on the potter's wheel somewhere she never came on her own accord but god used circumstances in her life to bring her to the foot of Jesus. And I'm preaching to people in the building that have been running from God. God's been chasing you down like Adam in the garden saying come on I know you messed up come on I know you made mistakes just come now one scripture says let us reason together saith the Lord though your sins be as scarlet they shall be white as snow though they be red like crimson they shall be as wool Brother in one place God said let's reason together we can in other words he's saying come on we can work this out I've got enough grace and mercy uh, to get you through your situation uh, I, I got enough patience and understanding and love uh, to get you through and some of us have ran from God but on this day God used the this, this situation to usher her to the feet of Jesus and in the moment she expected to die God gave her new life and I'm preaching to somebody, every head bowed, every eye closed, with hands lifted all over this house. I'm preaching to people right now that today's your day. And God allowed you to be in this building right now so that he could make you over again. So that he could take all the broken pieces. Come on, I want somebody right now to respond to the hand of God in this place. Don't you worry about accusers. Don't worry about who's standing next to you. Who's going to see you come to the altar? Somebody needs to make a move out of your pew right now and run to this altar with your hands lifted and say, All right, God, here I am guilty God here's my broken pieces here's the messed up parts of my life here's all the baggage God I'm giving it to you right come on come on don't don't sit in your pew while God's hand is in the ground come on God's got one hand in the dirt waiting for you to come to him God's got one hand in the ground waiting for you to respond come on here they come Come on, here they come. Church, would you come with them? Church, would you come with them to pray? Come on, all over this house. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on, he's a God with dirty hands. He's not afraid to put his hand on you. He's not afraid to touch you. He's not afraid. Come on, lift your hands. Here I am, God.
0: Here I am see. come on come on come on come on east here right now come on east here right now
1: I need you church would you help me pray church would you help me pray all over this house please be sensitive to the Holy Ghost
0: somebody respond right now somebody's got their hands lifted you see Somebody's got their voice lifted. Come on. Here I am, God. Come on, sir.
1: That's it. Nobody but God knows. But if you lift your hands in his presence, uh, he's about to heal you. If you lift your hands in his presence, uh, he's about to deliver you. If you lift your hands in
0: his presence, uh, he's about to mold you and make you all over again. Come on. Come on, yes you love me anyway.
1: Come on, that's shit. Church would you help me pray? I These altars deserve,
0: are full this morning. These altars are full I don't this morning. It, and you choose me anyway. Come on. Oh, how His hand is on you right now. His hand is on you right now. Breathe life into parts of me thought will never live again. I cannot help but adore you. You gave your life for me while I was still in sin. I turned my back on you, Lord. You took me back in. Come on. How can I ever repay?